0: Live from the University of North Florida campus in the Spinnaker Radio Studios, Funky Grooves and Fitness, with your host, just back from a Best Beard contest, coming in second to Rosie O'Donnell, Ben Gordon.
1: You know, before I do anything, let me just hear that backbeat by itself play. Go! to funky grooves that was funky i upped the funkiness on that i am doc g this is funky grooves and fitness and back with me from the swankiest of vacations to his parents house is eric cirillo i can only imagine the cristal that was popped over the weekend eric how you doing
0: i am doing fantastic great to be back it's been a long two weeks i mean i feel like i haven't talked to you in forever i know I and know. yes, it was quite the swanky fall break. It consisted of uh, sleeping until eleven o'clock in the afternoon and getting up and painting a bedroom.
1: Oh, oh my god. So many good times had. Mm-hmm. Parties of painting. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Pop the crystal too while I was painting, so it was really messy.
1: Mm. Well, guys, I uh, started the show last week, if you remember. I came on and applauded the hardworking ad-makers out there, the Jolly Time guys, those guys that keep me chuckling between episodes of American Pickers. You know, like the old-school 2014 Kibbles and Bits commercial. My man, Beezy, knows what I'm talking about. However, I've got to take a journalistic, unbiased approach here and call out a bad commercial. There's a company called Medical Supply that has a commercial that starts off by saying, if you or a family member or a loved one suffer from knee pain and have Medicare as insurance, we have great news. You could qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Our friendly agents are standing by. And of course, this coincides with pictures of old people partying around with knee braces and playing badminton and walking down trails and holding hands. I've got the biggest question, which is, who doesn't know knee braces exist? Who is sitting at home like, you know, knee's been killing me for years. I have this insurance, but I'm just not sure there's anything they could do for this knee. It's almost as, you know, it's almost as if my knee needed to be stabilized. Like supported Maybe stabilize isn't the word. If only there was something to brace. Yeah, brace this joint. They need to make a product that could do that. I'll be excited when they invent a product that braces my knee. Who's that person that's confused if there is a brace that exists? Because I don't know if there is one. And then on the top of that, they say, you know, you can qualify. Like, these are super hard to to get. They cost $18 at Walgreens and CVS. There are almost 20,000 Walgreens and CVSs in America. So many options that a person has to buy this $18 brace. If that's going to break your bank and you're like, I don't know, I just, I wish I could swing it, but... I just, I didn't save enough during my life to get that $18 up, so I'm just chronic knee pain for the rest of my life. What a horrible commercial. This is the worst. It makes me so upset every time I see it. So many options they could have had for hilarious hijinks and shenanigans in commercials, and that was what they came up with. So guys, that's the ugly side of commercials. I just wanted to give you both sides, you know. Keep it unbiased. That's what we do here. Eric, did you uh did you know knee braces exist? You know,
0: I was uh, I was going to say, what is this knee brace, you, you, excuse me, knee brace, jeez, you speak of? It, it, it's it, this, this engineering is insane. What I love about that commercial is not only does it say if you, a family member or a loved one, you could have just said you were a loved one and taken out the family member. I think that would have covered both. And then the qualifying. Like, you have to qualify to wear a knee brace? Yeah. What kind of drug is this?
1: It's, uh, well, I I, I thought the exact same thing with the loved one, or uh, it's like, well, uh, my uncle needs a knee brace, but I hate that turd, so I don't really care if he gets a knee brace or not. But You know, they had to qualify between the two. Gotcha. Do they
0: have to show identification, like, hey, this is my uncle, and then they have to show and they have to corroborate that both of them are related?
1: I told you, it's a pricey knee brace. It's tough to get. Jeez. Now, as you guys know, I know all the listeners out there getting excited. It's time for fitness news.
0: And now, the news.
1: I can only hope our voiceover man has found the beauty of knee braces. You get a knee brace, old man and you keep telling our visit, uh, viewers it's time for the news. Yeah, it sounds like he's on his uh, his last knee and I'd, even it's not holding up too well. I don't believe it, man. He's sticking with us through thick and thin. In a story released from UPI, a research group out of the University of Buffalo found that people addicted to methamphetamines may be able to recover with exercise and the continued use of methamphetamines. The researchers found that with methamphetamines the circadian rhythm becomes ruined. When researchers introduce exercise to mice, were already addicted to methamphetamines, their circadian rhythm reappeared, and symptoms of addiction were muted. First author of the uh, research paper, Olivia Wawashta, said that our experiments show that it might be possible to use methamphetamines to treat meth addiction itself by associating the drug usage with the stimuli that's not harmful, in this case, exercise. I'd like to see this on COPS. What? You want to know why I'm running from you and doing meth? Well officer, I'm in treatment. If you talk to the researchers from the University of Buffalo, they'll tell you that I'm pairing my stimulus of methamphetamines with a rewarding feeling of running. It's a positive association. I also feel like the association could go both ways. Like, I mean, who's to say that once they remove the meth from the equation, the person's not just going to think about meth every time they work out? For instance, when I was a kid, almost every time my mom would take me to the rec center to play pickup basketball, on the way back, she'd stop at 7-Eleven and let me get a Slurpee. Soon enough, just thinking about basketball, my mouth would start watering for a sweet Slurpee. Eric, since you do most of your meth in your pre-workout as a part of your workout procedures, do you think this is a good plan for you? What do you think? You know,
0: I, I was I was thinking that when you were talking about that story, I thought every time I work out or I'm going to work out, I'm like, hey, I get to take my meth again today. Ooh, I can't wait. So they you've form- already
1: associated it, okay.
0: Oh, yes, because as you have pointed out before, that pre-workout has forms of amphetamines in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, depending on what you're taking, definitely.
0: Yeah, and clearly the stuff that I'm taking is, yeah, yeah, there's, there's some stuff. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce half the things that are in there, so, but that's beside the point. Um, You know, I relate to this very well, but the only thing I say is, you know, with this it's, you know, you're addicted to meth and then you should take more and exercise and that will mute it. With me, I have not found that to be the case with pre-workouts. I take it, I work out, that next day I'm not like, hey, you know what? I don't feel like I need to take it. I'm like, no, I need to take it right now because I'm not gonna be able to work out if I don't have it in me. It's a serious problem.
1: Flip the other way on you. hmm Recently, a story released by Science Daily looked at the study titled Treadwheel, a novel apparatus to measure genetic variation in response to gently induced exercise for drosophilia. So in the study, the fruit flies, the drosophilia, uh, are placed in vials which are on top of wheels that rotate slowly, similar to a rotisserie chicken. The spinning creates movement that stimulates the flies to constantly move when on the contraption. The authors found that exercise on the treadwheel helped reduce the fruit fly's weight and increase metabolism. Finally, a way to get all these fat flies out of my face. i been walking around for years questioning when are we going to get these guys on a program? I'm getting a little too overweight. Uh, have they not
0: heard of obesity? Exactly. Stupid those yeah. stupid
1: lies. Now, ultimately, the goal is not to look at health benefits of exercise and fruit flies. Ultimately, scientists want to use the treadmill to see what exercise uh, has effects on genetically differenting, uh, differing individuals and how it interacts with diet and feeding behaviors. I'm just thinking this is one of those studies that scientists may wanna keep under wraps until they get a good end result. I get what you're doing. I see the game plan, I see where it's going. I'm just saying it may sound a little ridiculous when you're like, yes, we absolutely need more money for research. What's our department researching, you ask? We've been exercising fruit flies. Obviously this is 100% necessary. No explanation needed. Eric, last time you were in the gym, how many flies did you see exercising? None? My point exactly. They're finally getting the help they need, am I right?
0: Well, on the contrary, actually. I was just in the gym, and these damn flies won't leave me alone. They keep taking the machines I'm using. They're using my weights. It's like I can't win for losing around this place.
1: It's got out of hand. They, they've become addicted to exercise. I knew it was going to happen. That's why I always the fly swatter at the
0: ready when I'm in the gym. Mm-hmm.
1: In other fitness news, an article released by The National indicated that many fitness enthusiasts who have social media are being bombarded with confusing, misleading, and at times even dangerous information on social media sites they visited. These sites and the supposed fitness professionals are presenting information that could be dangerous to the viewer and potentially lead to injuries later on. This just in, The National has released another story detailing how Popeye the Sailor Man may not have the correct information for how to get that beach body you've always wanted. Oh! Eric, what's your gram looking like? All kinds of fitness posts on how to get your booty big? How to get those jigsaw abs?
0: Yes, uh, don't you know me? Now I actually haven't posted since I posted that uh, that workout picture a couple weeks ago, but... Um...
1: Oh, that crushed all your dreams, huh?
0: Who would have thought that uh, the, these, these average Joes online who are just in shape may not know exactly what they're talking about? I who know. would have that maybe, hey, I should consult an actual doctor or physician that has a degree in the field that I'm inquiring
1: about? That's ridiculous. The Brown University newspaper, the Brown Daily Herald, recently released an article imploring university to start making fitness a priority for their students. In the article they reference outdated equipment and outdated facilities as evidence that this initiative was needed. Another reason that was referenced for students not being able to exercise was the location of their main gym which is located on the northern borders of campus and as the article put it, for some students the distance alone Is enough to deter them from working out altogether. I did a little research and the campus is 143 acres total. Basically, the furthest that you could have to walk to get to the gym is a mile and a half. Perhaps instead of spending students' tuition on making satellite gyms on every corner of campus, The school was too busy using the money to make it one of the top 15 universities academically in the country. Perhaps they assumed that an individual who made it to an Ivy League school would have the knowledge that walking to a gym could help them become more physically active. Perhaps they assumed that an individual with enough drive to get into a school with an acceptance rate of 9% would have enough drive to not be deterred from a casual stroll around campus. I can only hope as students are walking across campus, when they come across the legless homeless man on the street corner, they withhold their complaint about having to walk a mile and a half to the gym. Gosh, such a hassle. Eric, have you ever walked a a mile and a half to the gym or ever climbed that Mount Everest before?
0: Well, I haven't just because I'm too lazy to do it, so I just drive there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's if you have to drive, then exactly, if you want to work out, you'll walk or just drive. I'm sure the gym has a parking lot somewhere near there.
1: Somewhere, yes. A recent story by the New York Times found that exercise may aid in weight control by improving the ability of fat cells to burn calories. A study published in the Journal of Nature by researchers from Harvard looked at a newly discovered hormone, irisin. Apparently irisin is created in muscle and the production of the hormone is increased following exercise. When the hormone travels through the bloodstream, it appears to influence fat cells, turning the typically white fat into brown fat. Well, with how far you have to walk to get to the gym at Brown University, I'm surprised brown fat's not popping up everywhere. Gosh. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Thanks. In a recent story released by the New York Times, they reviewed uh, a study which investigated the effects of opioids and how an addiction makes adults view children. Researchers at the University of Pennsylvania scanned the brains of 47 men and women... Before and after they underwent treatment for opioid dependence. While in the scanner, the, su- uh, the study subjects looked at various images of babies, and the researchers measured their brain responses. The brain scans were compared with the responses of 25 healthy people. Compared with the brains of healthy people, the brains of the people with opioid dependence didn't produce strong responses to the cute baby pictures. But once the opioid dependence people received a drug called naldextrone, which blocks the effects of opioids, their brains produced a more normal response. The data raised the question whether opioid medication may affect social cognition in general. Well, that is news to me. It's the last time I let my baby stay with that heroin addict babysitter I found on Craigslist. Apparently, they could potentially have other motives aside from the welfare of my child. Eric, how are you doing with your opioid dependence? Any of that?
0: I don't have any opioid dependence thing. God, because good. I Good. Congratulations. Really... Pictures of my niece and my nephew. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, well. I'm glad that you you feel emotion when you look at those pictures. That's good. Thank you in a story released by the daily mail the news outlet let us know that scott eastwood star of the longest ride and suicide squad and son of clint eastwood likes to get his fitness on outside with minimal clothing in preparation for his new movie the sequel to pacific rim a couple of interesting things one if you're famous and look like a calvin klein model and nothing like me You can get 290,000 people to view your Instagram while performing some weird exercises in your backyard. Second thing I noticed, in one of the Instagram posts, he calls out Ludacris to do the 22 push-up challenge. Like, specifically. Not a long list of people, but specifically Luda. How do those guys know each other? Can we expect Scott Eastwood to be Luda's next Hype Man for his next concert tour? Shout out to Scott Eastwood, am I right? How many rap concerts would you go to with Scott Eastwood as the Hype Man, Eric?
0: Um, honestly, uh, every single one that I could get in here. If it's within a five uh, hour drive from me, I'm gonna be there, you betcha.
1: Amen, amen, same here. Finally. In fitness news, a company known as Sane Sonic are promoting a pair of wireless HD stereo headphones that not only are ridiculously cheap at $16, they are also promoted as being able to repel sweat. Yes! Get that, repel sweat. Finally, something worth repelling. Because even though it wasn't listed on the product, I'm pretty sure all of my headphones that I've had have been women repelling. Seems like whenever I go into the gym, women just go the opposite way. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure they're women repelling. That actually reminds
0: me. I need to return my wireless headphones.
1: You straighten that out, Eric. You get those headphones, and you make sure they're both not women repelling and they're water repelling.
0: I will do my darndest.
1: And that does it, guys. That is the fitness news. Yo, 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 listening to Doc G's Funky Grooves and Fitness. Shut your mouth! Like the show, I want you to make sure to download the podcast. Go on to iTunes, look up Doc G will be right there. We'll be the first one under podcast. Just Doc G boom. Download it, subscribe to it, make us proud. Alright, guys, let's go ahead and move on to what is a weekly tradition known as college football. And we're gonna have the recap of the games from last week by Eric. Are you ready to roll through them, Eric?
0: I'm ready let's do it starting with number three Louisville was able to outlast Duke at home 24 to 14 number one Alabama continued to show why they are number one with a 49 to 10 blowout of Tennessee number two Ohio State they stayed undefeated on the road against number eight ranked Wisconsin in an overtime win 30 to 23 which really just made me mad Somehow, someway, Clinton managed to beat North Carolina State in an overtime win 24 17. Another game that really made me mad. In the Big Ten matchup, Nebraska remained undefeated with a win over Indiana 27 22. Baylor went ahead and blew out Kansas 49 7. Shocker there. Arkansas squeaked by Ole Miss in another thriller between the two teams, 34-30. Arkansas's coach appears to be an out-of-shape Alec Baldwin, as we agree. Houston hung on against Tulsa to win 38-31. Florida State beat Wake Forest 17-6. Just again, showing why Florida State is really not that good this year. Georgia State remained undefeated, beating Colorado State 28-3. North Carolina came out on top against Miami 20-12. Suck it, Ben. Number 21, Utah barely made it by Oregon State 19-14. And finally, West Virginia remained undefeated, beating Texas Tech 48-17 in an old-fashioned ass-whooping.
1: He does look like a out-of-shape Allen Baldwin, doesn't he? Mm mm-hmm I agree But let's move on to a couple of questions about college football the first one I'm gonna throw to you does Tom Herman stay in Houston
0: I'm gonna go with yes I think he will stay at Houston uh, for at least another year you look at Houston's success this year and really the growing that they've done over the past two years such a difference between last year and this year and Uh, you know they're ranked 11 they fell a couple spots but still that's still really good ranking compared to who all is in the top 25 so I think it would be a smart move for him to stay there build that program and see if they can kind of do a little bit of a repeat season given or assuming that this season continues the way it's been going.
1: Well that's sort of one of my questions that I have about a lot of these guys like Tom Herman that I mean he was there for a year you know I mean Really, this year and last year. And granted, he did amazing work in those years, but it's like, can he have continued? success can, can he keep doing this because like that's the thing is you know with Boise State when you look at one of those teams that's brought themselves up sort of in that same manner over that time they brought themselves up over a long span of years where they just got better and better and better and I feel like you know it might be a little bit foolish if you will for some of those big schools like Texas and LSU to just be like that's our guy right there that's who we want that's it. We've seen two years. That's enough. He's definitely <laughs> awesome. You know? It's just a question. I think it'd be better for him. I think it definitely would obviously be better for Houston. They obviously want to keep him. There's no reason why. They'd be like, finally, that guy's left. I had enough of that turd. Uh, next question. This week, we've got the a ba- uh, Battle of Alabama and Texas A&M. Who wins that one?
0: Uh, I'm torn here because... I want Alabama to lose because I'm so sick of them winning. It's just like, please, someone beat them already. But then again, Texas A&M did just beat my South Carolina Gamecocks, and I really want them to lose because I'm still sour about that game. So I I want – oh, gosh. You know what? Forget it. Alabama wins
1: They stay unbeaten I was about to say "You Forget it Neither play I don't want the game to happen Just Let's uh, call that one off I You know I Everybody I'm not tired of Alabama Winning Like, it's not that I like Alabama, because every time I say that, people are like, oh, you like Alabama? I'm like, no, they just don't do anything to, like, annoy me. Like, normally people that are winning, I'm like, "Ah, they just get annoying, right? For some reason, Alabama, they don't annoy me. They don't do it. I mean, you know, Nick Saban never celebrates anything. He never raises his voice about anything except occasionally to talk to a coke bottle he never does anything outlandish none of his players do and as soon as they do like if they do a throat slash they're benched for a game so i mean like there there's nothing that they do that gets on my nerves so i can't really say that that like that's why i want them to lose and i don't think they're gonna lose i mean this year they look more impressive to me than they have in past years because their quarterback, who is supposed to be the weakest part of their game, is actually one of the strongest parts of their game, in my opinion. He's a dual threat, super smart guy, doesn't make mistakes, and Lane Kiffin has got him running on all cylinders. Super impressive. I I mean, that Tennessee game, they made Tennessee look like the team that I thought Tennessee was. Now, granted, I could be wrong on that one again, and Tennessee could come back, win all their games, and blow out everybody. Who knows? That's why it's college football. I'm just saying. I think Alabama's going to win that game. Next game that I want to talk about, your uh, Ole Miss that you chose for the college playoffs, which we don't need to go down that road because we're both really wrong. Um, Ole Miss versus LSU. Who wins that?
0: Um. Who? I think it will starting off. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it will be a close game. Uh, but I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think they are, you know, clearly they're ranked a little bit higher, and they've they did drop off last week after that loss to Arkansas. But Arkansas is a good team, and LSU's lost to some questionable people this year. Now, granted, they're four two, but still, they should not have lost two of those games. And after firing their head coach, you know, uh, there's some question marks there, and the the. Uh, Camaraderie of the team, if you will, I feel like it might be in question right now. So I'm going to go with Ole Miss, but I do think it will be a close game.
1: <laughs> we disagree. First time that's happened, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with LSU. And the reason I'm going with LSU, I think Ole Miss has uh, lost a little bit of gas you know they, they they got beat several times they got beat by Arkansas this past weekend they, they just their playoff hopes are obviously crushed now LSU's got that momentum of their new coach coming in they got Fournette back they're they're gonna be a pretty tough out now i think they're a lot better than they were and i I, i'm i'm with you though i think this game's going to be really interesting it usually always is and it was tough for me to go against old miss because ever since blindside came out you know they just won me over they just seemed like nice people you know you ever seen old movie it it
0: wasn't to tell a true story it was to get people like old miss
1: exactly and they got me i like them good for them Here's another one. Mike Gundy, uh, just great name overall. Mike Gundy, head coach of Oklahoma State, says that the reason there is so much parity and instability in college football now is that his athletes spend too much time on their phone. Uh, real quick, before I get your thoughts on that. Uh, I don't know if you ever have listened to the Dan Levitard show, and he does a little thing where he gets all of his viewers to uh, call in and say uh, who people look like, and there's all kinds of different things that he has that people look like. Well, if I were writing in, I would say that Mike Gundy looks like the head mechanic of a local garage in Oklahoma that's trying to screw you out of $500 for a new air filter system you don't need. That's what he looks like to me. I don't know if you've ever seen Mike uh, Gundy. Look him up. That's what you're gonna think. Um, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I'll, I'll look him up.
1: Now let's go back to the. Uh, let's go back to his comment. He said once again that the reason there is parity and instability in college football is that the athletes that he has under his coaching time take too much time on their cell phones. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I. I... I think there's some truth there. The you know we all spend too much time on our phones, even when we think we don't. Yeah, we're still spending more than we should. But uh, the but the sole reason there is parity and instability in college football? No, I don't agree with that at all. I think. Instability in college football, there's always instability in college football. It's college football. These aren't professionals. And even there, there's still instability from time to time. It's a sport, you know? Stuff changes. Things happen all the time. But, uh, I think, you know, he does have a point, though. Uh, Spending too much time on your phone, yeah, it can affect you, but if you're practicing, if you show up every day and you put in all your effort and you do your hardest, I highly doubt these players are carrying their phones with them while they're practicing.
1: I definitely I definitely agree with you there's there's a degree that, that happens as far as it's making players a little less uh, you know exposed to the game when they come in uh, but you've got no doubt, in a lot of ways, a lot better athletes and a faster game that was played than, you know, in his day, as he put it in the full, uh, in his full um, press conference. So I agree with him to a point, but also I, just, I, I think the reason there's more parity and instability in college football right now is because now all of your recruiting is more even across all of your your schools now all of your schools can get access to these great regions i mean you know that's one of the things that miami fans talk about all the time was back in the 80s and the 90s we had pretty much pure access to south florida it was all us and that was one of the reasons why we had such good teams those great athletes were all ours now You've got all kinds of other people. I mean, you know, I was watching a Wisconsin Ohio State game the other night, and uh, one of the guys on Wisconsin from South Florida, he was from Fort Lauderdale, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's one way to go with it. Hey, I live in Fort Lauderdale. You know where I'd like to go? Madison. Mmm. I hear their winners are awesome oh anyways i think that's why you have more parody is because you have more even talent across the board now um but definitely i mean i i think people could spend a little less time on their phones across the board like you said regardless not just athletes everybody
0: but I, oh. I, I will
1: say real quick if i can that
0: if you want to look at it, if I want to look at it from his perspective, he could be referencing social media and how that plays a big impact like we've talked about before with, you know, it kind of does, it has a negative effect on everyone where it kind of makes you a little self-centered. It kind of, it, it makes you a little conceited. It makes you kind of fall in love with yourself. And so maybe these players are spending too much time on social media, tweeting about themselves, posting pictures about themselves and you know from the game or from whatever it may be, or having all these people post comments about them, about the game, so they feel famous. And then they go and play a team, and then they get beat. And it's like, hey, you're not as good as you thought you were. Get your head out of your ass. And play football. Get off your phone. So, you know, you can look at it from that aspect, too.
1: Very true. Very true. All right. Got another great weekend of football coming up. Let's move on. We're going to a great segment called What's the Word? Classic segment. This is where I give Eric a phrase or a full sentence, and then he gives me a word that uh, signifies or relates with that sentence. Are you ready, Eric? I hope so. Okay, here we go. Odell Beckham after being heckled for fighting with the kicking net, later said he fixed the relationship with the kicking net and then proposed to the kicking net. What's the word? Hmm. <laughs> I agree. Luke Walton said he wants to create a similar culture in L.A. as the one that he was helping coach in Oakland. He said he can see it happening in the near future. What's the word? Hmm plausible. Okay. Oh. Oh. All right. I yeah, I can
0: see it happening. Mm-hmm. I don't, but okay.
1: Let's see if that happens. Number three, Clemson winning in overtime against NC State. What's the word? Hmm. Ludicrous. <laughs> Head coach of Notre Dame, Brian Kelly, was apparently set off and got into a heated argument when Stanford strength and conditioning coach said, bye-bye, after brushing into him after the Stanford-Notre Dame game on Saturday. What's the word? Hmm. Immature. After beating, this is my favorite, after beating Rutgers 78-0 the other week, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh was seen eating a ribeye steak at Ruth Chris Steakhouse and drinking milk with it. What's the word? Hmm. Reminiscent. (laughs) He said, "Do, do you eat steak with milk?
0: Uh, yeah, that's why I said that growing up, like for dinner, we always had milk with dinner. And so steak is for dinner. And I thought that when people were talking about that, I was like, hey,
1: I've done that
0: plenty of times.
1: Ah, but your family is from the Midwest, right? North. North, uh, Pennsylvania, right? Shows how much you know, buddy. Yeah, I thought somebody in your family was from Ohio. Well, yeah, I
0: was born in Ohio.
1: Well, there you go. It was no just my- you. You, that's, that was that's why you drank milk just you everybody else looked at you and was like what are you doing and you were like hey it's tradition where I'm from (laughs) alright that concludes What's the Word we are gonna move on to a new segment our segue into time for our funky world moment ah funky right? We are going to talk in our funky world moment about the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that have been released, everybody. So let me run down this list. Bad Brains, Depeche Mode, Joe Tex, Jane's Addiction, Jay Giles Band, Journey, Steppenwolf, Shaka Khan, Kraftwerk, The Zombies, Joan Baez, The Cars, MC5, Janet Jackson, Electric Light Orchestra, Tupac, and Pearl Jam. Those are all the nominees, potential nominees, well they are nominees, potentially to be uh, elected into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The last four mentioned have the best odds of getting in, according to Billboard. So that would be Janet Jackson, ELO, Tupac, and Pearl Jam. Uh the only one of those that have actually been on the ballot before and not gotten in was Janet, Miss Jackson if you're nasty. So mm-hmm. let's be honest, Eric. How many of those bands and people did you know when I uh when I said them or when you looked at our uh, our list?
0: Um, let's see. Jane's addiction I know, I know Journey, I know Steppenwolf, uh I know Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Yeah, and I know Janet Jackson, Tupac, and Pearl Jam.
1: No zombies, don't know the zombies?
0: Uh not off top of my head. What happens with me is a lot of times a lot of older music, I know it, but I'm not like I don't really know who's singing it. But That's as soon as I hear that song, I'm like, Oh, I know this.
1: That's true. I do play a lot of music that you're like, Oh, wait a second, that song's awesome. Who sings that again?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh MC five, do you know that one?
0: Oof. I I feel like I do... I feel like if I heard a song, I'd be like, yep, I know them.
1: I I wanted to play that one for our music selection today. As we know, it is the Billboard nominees. Um, But I couldn't play MC5 because... uh, Well, I couldn't play their most famous song because it starts out with Kick Out The Jam's Mother Funker. Yeah. And we'll say that it's not that. But a good jam nonetheless. Uh who do you think is going to get in? Do you think those four that they mentioned as far as Janet Jackson, ELO, Tupac and Pearl Jam does that sound like a good list to you? Do you think that's who it's going to be?
0: It does to me. Um like I said, I'm not really familiar with ELO, but uh, if they are the four best chances, you know, those are the best chances to get in out of all of them those four. Then I would probably say I'd agree, but definitely with uh, Janet, Tupac, and Pearl Jam, I would definitely say, yeah, they'll be getting in.
1: I'm am going with an I'm going with an outlier. I think that Journey is getting in there.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say Journey would be my choice because I would say Steppenwolf, but then I'm like, uh, besides Magic Carpet Ride, I'm not quite sure
1: how much I like you guys. Born to be born to be wild, man. Born to be wild. Magic Carpet. That's pretty much all you got. <laughs> uh you got a couple others in there man I really like I do I really do like the zombies I like the cars a lot I like Jay Giles band good 80s band right there uh, Shaka Khan She has some pretty good jams Can't complain Electric Light Orchestra They do I mean They were all throughout the 70s You couldn't miss uh, Electric Light Orchestra But Billboard make a, Made a big uh, Sort of To do that There were a lot more 80s and 90s In this group You know Bad Brains Depeche Mode Jane's Addiction Jay Giles Band Sort of Journey Because they're on the line They're 70s and 80s Uh Janet Jackson, Tupac, and Pearl Jam. They're all from the 80s and the 90s. So, um, you know, they were were talking about how that was a big change from what they typically do. But I definitely say Tupac, Pearl Jam, without question, they're getting in. I
0: I will say, if I could take someone off of that list, uh, Jane's Addiction would be the first one I would take. I really have never been a fan of them. Especially uh, since, you know, I'm such a huge fan entourage fan, meaning the show and the movie, Uh, that was the theme song for that show, was Superhero by Jane's Addiction, and I hate that song. It's horrible.
1: Well, you're gonna love the next musical break, because we got some Jane's Addiction coming your way! Oh, I'm gonna shove cotton balls in my ears. No, you're gonna love it. You're gonna change your... It's not that song, so don't worry about it. I'm not gonna ruin it now. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let. It, I'm gonna let it play. You'll see. Anyways, it's gonna be good. Uh, those are the nominees, guys. Uh, tune in to actually watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's always interesting to see what kind of hijinks and shenanigans. Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention: Tupac will be the fourth uh, potential rap group or uh, individual solo artists to get in. The first three were Run DMC, Public Enemy, and NWA. NWA was the only one out of that group that took multiple times to get in. They had to be nominated three times to get in, whereas Public Enemy and Run DMC were uh, uh, inducted on their first nomination. So, that has been the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in our new segment called Funky World Moment. All right, guys. Well, it's about that time. We're getting close to the end of the show. And, of course, as always at the end of the show, you know what that means. It's time for a little Timmy Tebow news. A oh, Tim- yeah. A little Timmy Tebow news. Here it comes. All right. He uh He didn't save anybody this week. Which was a little depressing I was hoping I'd find You know Like somebody needed Open heart surgery So he whittled a bat Down to a, a scalpel And cut open Gave him a pig heart That he saw laying around And blew it off And put it in the person, And they lived But that didn't happen No No he did something better He played baseball That's right After an 0-12 start and This 0-12 at the plate Tim Tebow Struck gold in the form of a baseball He is now 1 for 13 In the uh, in the Fall league in Arizona Good job Timmy, we're proud of you Somebody can, can we cue up The, the applause Yeah, oh, I feel it Soak it in Timmy, because I know you're listening to this <laughs> Why wouldn't you be, right? You're like, hey, let me check out that podcast Ah, oh, here it is Oh yeah, Doc <laughs> G, I always listen to that guy Because he's got the Timmy Tebow wrap-up at the end. I got it. Nice. Good. What do you think about that, huh? What do you think about that, Eric?
0: Uh, I think if he keeps hitting those balls, he might just make it to 50% and get lucky. I highly doubt he'll break even because, jeez, one for 13 is awful. It amazes me that he couldn't, like, out of 12 of them, you couldn't hit one of those? Not one in practice?
1: Uh, It's not not practice. This This is actual league. He was 0-12 in the actual league. Uh, Now, now I'm not going to bet against him because he's too good of an athlete. Granted, I'm not a huge fan of Timmy Tebow, even though we do this. Um, I'm not going to bet against him because he's such a good athlete. I'm going to say I'm going to reserve judgment until we we get a little bit further into his uh, fall league. Right now, anybody's keeping tabs. One for 13. All right? And that will do it for us here at Funky Grooves and Fitness. It's about that time. For Funky Grooves and Fitness, I'm Doc G, and with me as always is... Eric Cirillo. And, guys, we'll see you on another fabulous Thursday. It's been fun. Until that time, we'll see you next week.